Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. everyone, welcome to Attacking Third, a CBS Sports soccer podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. Get ready to chat about all things Angel City because we've got an NWSL preview for them coming right up. So make sure you leave us a rating and a review on your favorite podcast platform. We're also on YouTube, so make sure you subscribe to us at youtube.com slash Attacking Third get all sorts of exclusive NWSL content previews, recaps, interviews, and more with A3. The NWSL season starts March 25th. It's right around the corner, so you can watch all the games on Paramount+, Plus, and we are doing every single team preview, a podcast, and on YouTube, so make sure you tell your friends. Lisa, we're doing it all over again. We do Last season, mm-hmm. we said, let's do 12 team-by-team previews. Let's talk about it all. And we're doing this all in the buildup to kick off of the regular season on March 25th. We're we're just under a month away. Just under a month. I mean, February is kind of weird, right? They're like missing yeah. a couple days at the end of it. But yes, about a month until the regular season starts. So what better time to do this? Um what better time to also relaunch a little bit of how we look. We've got some new branding, some new graphics, a new logo for Attacking Third. Um, Our our graphics team at CBS has worked really hard. Shout out Kim and Mike Meredith and Tim. They, these guys did a great job redesigning it. So if you're just listening as a podcast, you can look at the new graphic art on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, wherever you're listening. And if you're on YouTube, let us know what you think. Drop us drop us a grade in the chat, right? An A plus if you like it, a B. I want to know. I want to know what people think because we really like it. We too have to be graded sometimes. That's we true. You have to be graded. So drop us a grade in the chat. We want to know what you think of it. Um, it. It was a lot of fun for us to kind of redesign this and, and go forward with it. And what better time to do it than when we're starting the 2023 team by team previews. We've got a new look going. Um, it's a Monday morning. So we're back to a Monday morning live show that we'll be doing. We, we do that throughout the season uh, as recapping the the weekend. So we're sticking back to that schedule now that we're kind of weaning out of the off season 
um, it is good to be here. It's it's good to be back. I, I had a very eventful weekend, which was fun. I still don't have a car, actually, which is horrifying. Yeah. Uh, hopefully picking that up today. But I got to go snowboarding, which is really fun. Um, I'm not definitely not sitting on a packet of ice right now because I'm sore, but <laughs> it was good. It was good. How about you, Sandra? How was your weekend? Uh, I'm with you. I tried to... Um... I tried to have a little bit of, of R and R, um, but you know, I was just so excited to get back to Monday and chat about uh, all things NWSL. So it's like when you see that when you're crossing off the days on the calendar and you know what's in front of you, um, mm-hmm. we're getting we're getting amped about this too. You know, it's not just players and coaches who who sort of um, get up for this kind of stuff. You know, we're we're excited for the regular season to start as well. And I knew that we were going to unveil this new look, sort of this rebranding for us, and I love it. Yeah. Shout outs to the entire team uh, who made this happen. Uh, it was a lovely collaborative effort where they you know, wanted to make sure that they got our feedback in terms of the look. And um, it's really cool to see this uh, to see this all come to life with, you know, all the X's and O's and everything. We, we love it. So um, uh, we appreciate you all, uh, you know, giving us the feedback as well. It looks like it's a it's a positive reaction so far. Yes, beautiful. A plus. Love an A plus. Paul Brown giving us an A3. That's right, Paul. Hilarious. I love that. Um, Giving a tech there an A3. I like it. I'll take the minus. I will. I will. I love it. I love it. People confused thinking they're on the rock channel. Uh, I love that. Love that. Um, Yeah, this is roll with us. You know, we've been uh, we've been talking about how we were sort of. teasing this a little bit in our, our later episodes in, the, in last week. Um, so we knew what was coming. And um, thanks to everyone who was making their predictions as to what we were going to announce and unveil uh, today. So this is this is kind of funny to sort of see, like, you know, kind of come full circle with those things. Uh, someone threw out, like, pregnancy rumor. That was funny. Uh, Lisa and I had a good time uh, with that for sure. But uh, listen, New Year. New look, but uh, we're still chatting all things NWSL. So, so let's hop right into it. We're doing these in somewhat alphabetical order, I guess. We're starting with Angel City, right at the top. Angel City's got to love the beginning of um, of a regular season because they're gonna always they're gonna start out um, every year uh, on top until until another team might come in and roll out with an A name. But letter A, they're on top right now. Uh, all zeros for all the teams. Uh, looking ahead into uh, 2023 regular season, no wins, no losses, no draws, none of that. But let's start with uh, an overview of the team here for folks who maybe aren't too familiar themselves with Angel City. Head coach Freya Coombe, this is officially her second year with the franchise. She previously was with uh, Gotham FC, formerly Sky Blue, now since 2019. And uh, they finished their 2022 season, their inaugural season, in eighth place in the regular season standings. And so we were looking at this team to really kind of tackle this offseason and really kind of steal some headlines. And when we were doing a little bit of our offseason grading on the show, we ended up giving them a C plus. I, you know, when I wrote up my grades for .com, I gave them a C plus. And I asked you, Lisa, I was just like, hey, like, what do you, what do you think of of Angel City? Like, do you have room for you know bumping them higher or lower? And you sort of felt like this was a reasonable uh, grade to give them in their off season. 
Yeah, I mean, it has to be a little bit reasonable reasonable because this is an Angel City team that came in last year in 2022 in their inaugural season, and they made a lot of noise with their uh, people that were investing in them, their investors and ownerships of the team, what they were doing um, in LA with the community, with their signings in Kristen Press that they got, some really big names. They made trades for Sydney LaRue last year. And in the offseason, they really didn't do too much. I mean, they made a lot of trades and, and a lot of money for a number one draft pick in the 2023 NWSL draft. And they end up going with Alyssa Thompson, uh, the young 17-year-old out of high school out of California to keep her there. And I think that was really the the biggest thing they did in the off season, besides maybe a, a little bit of like for like trade in a Tyler, Lucy, Merritt, Matthias, and, and we'll talk about it, but really not too much. I mean, when you looked at 2022, Freya Coombe as a head coach, she didn't really rotate players a lot on her squad. She didn't. It was 15 players that saw minutes and saw time. And that was kind of it. Uh, Otherwise, if you were off that bubble of of getting time to play, you weren't really going to get into that starting lineup and, and get significant minutes. The players that were playing were playing 80, 90 minutes every single game. So the depth of this Angel City roster, I was maybe expecting to see it grow a little bit more in the offseason, um, just with the nature of injuries that have happened. I mean, they suffered a lot of injuries last year, the World Cup being this year. I was expecting a little bit more. So I give C-plus for sure uh, for this Angel City team in the offseason. But yeah. it, they did change their roster a little bit, right? Some yeah. some changes happening on their roster list. Oh, no, for sure. I think sort of looking at their offseason as a whole, kind of issuing those grades, it included things like like how they fared in the free agency period. It included how they tackled uh, the draft, uh, how they tackled any sort of um, player departures, whether that was through trades or otherwise. But um, I think in terms of the free agency period, I wouldn't exactly consider them winners. I think we're looking at an Angel City side that has uh, – often, you know, been out there talking about their franchise, how they want to be the first ever uh, women's professional uh, soccer franchise with a billion dollar valuation um, and going out there and sort of, you know, priding themselves on on these things and showing the worth and value uh, and the importance of investing within, uh, you know, women's pro sports. Mm -hmm. And when it came to their free agency period, uh, they didn't have a ton of those free agency signings. There were a lot of what we considered really top uh, tier talent amongst that list of free agents. Um, And when it came to signing out of free agency, they ended up going with Katie Johnson out of free agency, uh, formerly with San Diego Wave, a California native, uh, went to uh, USC. So there's a lot of ties there, Mexican-American players. So they're very excited to have this player. Um, a veteran player of the league at this point has played with multiple teams uh, and they have her currently listed as sort of a, a, mi- a midfielder, but slash forward option. So it's, it's, inter- it's going to be interesting to see uh, where Freya Coom uh, might actually utilize uh, Katie Johnson in, in this, yeah. in this starting live 11. Um, but they also acquired a uh, Merritt Mathias out of North Carolina courage. Yeah, I think uh, a big get for them defensively um, because within that trade, uh, there's 
Tyler Lucy, who is a forward and a defender for Freya Coom, but really played in the outside back role as a, a forward converted to a defender that Lucy got sent to North Carolina. So a pretty much a like-for-like like trade there in Angel City, gaining a player in Merritt Mathias, a veteran of this league, can play in the outside back, really skilled uh, 1v1 defender, and can also contribute in the attacking end of the field, getting crosses into the box and overloading sides to create man-up opportunities down the flank. Um, yeah. I think I think those are big signings and and what happened between Alyssa Thompson, Katie Johnson, and Merritt Mathias. Nothing too crazy, right? I think the biggest one making the waves there is a player like Alyssa Thompson, but also we haven't seen her yet. So how is she going to adjust to the speed of the game and the play? I mean, she already has, uh, I, th- I believe it's two caps with the United States women's national team as this, uh, the senior team. So this is a, a young player that can hopefully come in and really make a difference for Angel City. And Although this isn't a a roster signing or a trade or someone being drafted to this team, Angel City is also hoping to get back a couple players that were injured last year. And I think Sarah Gordon, defender who played years with Chicago and was chosen in the expansion draft to go to Angel City on her injury, um, she hasn't played a single minute yet with Angel City. And that's someone in Sarah Gordon that I am expecting to make a big return for this Angel City side and, and with Freya Coombe to make this year a little different from what was last year for this Angel City side. No, I'm with you. And and listen, let's just let's also just provide a little bit more clarity for folks in terms in terms of really how um, how Sarah Gordon is rated by other teams. Oh, uh, yeah. She's Sarah bad. Gordon is a, is a player that Chicago essentially engaged in a trade with Angel City for expansion roster protection yes so this is a player that was part of a negotiation process um in chicago's off season now two se- now two seasons ago um where they knew that there was going to be a double expansion with two california sides coming into the team and they wanted to try to do something to ensure that they would protect their their roster there was also a ton of players who had requested um trades to exit from Chicago's franchise just due to a lot of the negative headlines that were around the team at the time. So this was one of those players. So you're talking about um, a hometown local player to Chicago who has really sort of elevated her game and developed over the course of her experience within NWSL specifically has never left this league to play outside internationally and eventually raised her profile enough and became a a really good center back in this league to the point where angel city was like, yes, this is a player that we will talk to you and negotiate with you about to, to help build up around our roster. And so there was a lot of excitement, I think in getting this caliber of player to angel city, but then she picked up, um, you know, the ACL injury over the course of a, of a preseason um, with them just before their inaugural season. So I, I'm almost with you on where I think there's going to be, I think there's going to be a lot of people who get reminded about Sarah Gordon. Yeah. I, um, I think people forgot, honestly, especially yeah. because the way Angel City came into the league as an expansion team and and with a lot of bells and whistles, I'm going to be honest. And Sarah Gordon is a huge bell, a giant whistle. And and because people didn't see her last year in a year, in a year that had a lot of change, especially for Angel City, um, I, I I think some people forgot about her. And man, are they going to be shocked when they see her take the pitch because Sarah Gordon is an amazing defender. I mean, she was an iron woman for Chicago. Mm-hmm. She's a, an athlete through and through. Um, 
yeah, she's impressive to watch. So I want to add her to the the list for Angel City as someone that they're kind of bulking up their roster, even though she's already been there. Yeah, for sure. I think when we're talking about uh, a team that needs to bulk up their roster in certain areas, I mean, you also have to sort of look at what that means in terms of who they lost. So we're talking a little bit about the maybe the defensive shape in the back line for this team um, when we're talking about Sarah Gordon, uh, but they also lost uh, a couple players in trades, Tyler Lucy to North Carolina courage, Akari Ricaro to Chicago. And these were players um, that kind of became reliable, essential players for Coombe in their inaugural season. Uh, Kari Ricaro, someone who has been uh, in this league mm-hmm. for quite some time, uh, has now is now has played with multiple teams at this point in, in her career, but entered the league as as a, as a high a defending prospect, center back out of Notre Dame, and has sort of moved her way up further up the pitch, depending on which team she has been a part of. Uh, and Tyler Lucy, uh, a, an attacking uh, option that they engaged in a trade with, with Portland Thorns. Again, they were making all these deals with with teams ahead of the expansion draft. And then we see Tyler Lucy get kind of converted into the, sort of a wingback for, for Angel City, but no longer going to be with Los Angeles, now going to enter 2023 with new clubs. Are these going to be huge shoes to fill, or do you think sort of how the roster is at this point? Um, they'll have players who'll be able to slot in pretty soon. I, I think for the Tyler Lucy loss, it's a like for like trade and, and Merritt Matthias, you're going to get um, maybe even a little bit better out of that just because Matthias is a true and true defender and a, and a wing back in that position. I think losing a player like Kerry Ricaro in the midfield for Angel City is going to be a big loss. I mean, as I mentioned, Angel City didn't really rotate their midfield a lot. It, it was the same players that were in there consistently week in and week out in their 4-3-3 formation. And it Carrie Ricaro, one of those players, she didn't score any goals in the league up until last year. And then she had four goals for Angel City, just a, a big contributor on the pitch. I think a big personality as well in terms of leadership and what she brings in, in that sense. But I, I know we'll get to Chicago uh, very shortly to talk about that team in their preview. But that the trade for Carrie Ricaro to go to Chicago in exchange for a little bit of money or allocation money, excuse me, was much better for Chicago than it was for Angel City to lose this type of player. I think, I think Angel City might struggle a bit in the midfield this year. I don't think that's an unfair statement to say. Um, and I, I chuckle only because I think we were talking about this team last year during their inaugural seasons. And we had talked about that middle third uh, needing a little bit of a boost, needing a little bit of help. And uh, now as they're approaching their regular season, we're talking about one of their midfielders who performed better for them is no longer part of, of the team. But we'll take a deeper look into some of the personnel uh, that are a part of this team as the regular season approaches. We're going to be back right after a quick break with a rundown of the roster for Angel City. Stick with us. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, let's keep talking about Angel City. we got to break down the roster a bit here uh, and go ahead and talk about the personnel that's available for this team in the buildup to the regular season. We talked a little bit about the offseason grade that we gave Angel City, and we stuck with a C plus. And, and part of it maybe was taking a look at how they also navigated um, the draft. And while they made headlines selecting Alyssa Thompson, a, a young top prospect, um, we also were like, you know, they have some needs perhaps at the goalkeeping position. And we saw them go ahead and, and target that area as well. So in terms of their their defenders and, and goalkeepers, let's, let's start with that right now because everybody knows at this point that uh, here on A3, we love to talk about defense and, and defenders. So with goalkeepers, we see Angelina Anderson out of the draft, uh, Didi Hercic, and Brittany Eisenhower for the three goalkeepers on uh, this roster. Uh, defenders, they've got a couple non-roster invitees. That includes uh, Kelsey Hill, and uh, Rachel Diodati, uh, uh, Vanessa Giles uh, is, is on loan. We'll talk about that a little bit. I think folks still have some question marks around what that's going to mean uh, for Angel City. But Sarah Gordon, we chatted a bit about uh, Madison Hammond, Mayor Matthias, obviously Paige Nielsen is returning, Megan Reed's returning, Ali Riley, uh, Allison Schwebe is also another player on loan. Giselle Thompson, sister of Alyssa Thompson, has participated with Angel City as a U18 trialist and uh, Mavignola as well rounding out the defenders here when we're looking between the goalkeepers and defenders whether it's players um, who are listed as non-roster invitees a couple of the players who are listed on Mm -hmm. loan what stands out for you here in, in in this sort of core of defensive players I mean, I think it's really crucial that Didi Hedachich is back with Angel City. Um, very consistent between the sticks for for the L.A. team last year. Um, and across their back line, although losing Tyler Lucy, they've still got a Paige Nielsen, a Megan Reed, and Allie Riley, players that were name stays in that back line. And I think we'll see Merritt Mathias slot in pretty directly into that list. Um, I, I mean, Sarah Gordon too, like I think there, there poses some questions there because you look yeah. at players like Paige Nielsen and, and Megan Reed, Megan Reed, a player that I just loved watching her evolution last year because this player came pretty much out of the woodwork, right? She wasn't playing soccer anymore. And she came to this team. She tried out last year for Angel City and she became a starter playing significant, significant minutes for Angel City in 2022. And she was really fun to watch. Um, So I I think that it's really good that they're returning a lot of their consistent defenders for this Angel City side that's only going to help them grow um, throughout this year. But there are a lot of defenders listed, 12 right now. And and I think that's a lot. I think that's a lot for a position that you just don't rotate as frequently um, on any team, let alone on this team. Um, But 
that I think some of the other players, right? Like as, as we kind of build up this roster, when you look at the midfield group for Angel City, um, Taylor Almer, who is a non-roster invite, that's a name that a lot of people would know from Washington Spirit. Uh, this is a player that's looking to get on this Angel City team. Katie Johnson, Clarice Lebeon, Savannah McCaskill, Molly McLaughlin, Lily Nobet, Mackenzie Pluck, Domi Richardson, and Danny Weatherholt. I, I think a lot of familiar names in that list as well. Um, and then forward group, Simone Charlie, who was a big part of this team last year, coming in off the bench. Claire Emsley, June Endo, Sydney LaRue, Mia Ministrea, Kristen Press, Jasmine Spencer, and Alyssa Thompson. Any names specifically stand out to you? Who do you think will be big impact players there? You know, I, look, we went to, we were lucky to go to Angel City uh, twice on tour with attacking third. Um, and I feel like every, each time when we exited those two matches, we were talking about June Endo. Um, this was a player, I think, that they signed over the offseason of their inaugural season. And I think folks who maybe are the more casual fan don't look outside internationally. We're a little curious as to how this player was going to contribute uh, to Angel City. And I think uh, she has just really elevated her sort of importance to the team in terms of even just in her versatility, because another thing that we witnessed in the couple times that we were out there was how Junendo can sort of play across different positions and different lines on the pitch. Um, and I'm not too sure if, if that's the energy they're going to roll with the, around this player going into 2022, they've got her listed uh, specifically as a forward, but I think Jasmine Spencer on this preseason roster specifically being listed as a forward as well as something right. that, out a little bit to me this was again another one of these players that we saw utilized that has a lot of great attacking skill sets but Freya Coombe similar to Tyler Lucy wanted to keep these players lower in the pitch and kind of operate in those kind of uh, outside back wing back positions so I'm a little curious if maybe there have been different conversations with a player like Spencer in the lead up to this regular season and how they want to utilize her moving forward um, but I think listing Katie Johnson someone who is typically yeah. been a forward on rosters in, in this league is, is specifically listed as a midfielder for Angel City look, this was one of the areas that they knew they needed to get help in. And perhaps they wanted to try to utilize the free agency period to do that. But I don't know if they actually um, were able to check that box off with so many of the top midfield prospects, whether it was somebody like a Dabinia or yeah, exactly. a or, you know, even a Desiree Scott at this point, or, or a, you know, a Vanessa Bernardo or Danny Colaprico, et cetera, et cetera. They didn't get any of those uh, players. Um, so to sort of uh, sign sign off uh, with with Katie Johnson and obviously say, hey, you're going to be listed here. We're going to have to see how that works out. Now, I think maybe there could be a little bit of an advantage there. Uh, McCaskill and Johnson did play together right, while right. in Chicago. So there's not going to be a learning curve there. They are, these are two players who have experience playing together, who are probably familiar with each other's movements on the pitch. And maybe this is, a, you know, perhaps a, a roll of the dice and a gamble to hope that these two can, can reconnect and create some good things in the middle third. And I'm, I'm hopeful with it, too, because I'm a big fan of, of Katie Johnson and, and her play uh, for teams across across the league. So I'm, I'm hopeful that this will work out for, for Angel City. I'd like to see it, but it all depends on what Frank yeah. uh, has in, in her notebook and how she wants things to roll yeah. out for them. 
And honestly, who knows how that could go? Because uh, as you mentioned, a Jasmine Spencer, it's it doesn't really matter how much that they're listed on the roster, right? Like they, these are not boxes that players are put into yeah. really they can be anywhere and and we've seen that because I imagine we will see Jasmine Spencer as an outside back at some point this year for Freya Coom. I just do but you're not going to change a player entirely and and with getting a, a Katie Johnson yeah Slaughter in the midfield I, I bet we'll see her up top especially if there's still injuries we we don't know the the status of a player like Sydney LaRue at this point, Kristen Press, another one working back from injury, um, kind of where their status is heading into this year is a bit unknown. Um, but there are some important pieces on this roster, whether they're young or whether they're old, that are going to be big game changers and difference makers for Angel City. Yeah, I'm with you. I think when we're looking in terms of their Ideal starting 11, you're, you have to look at who who's going to be that experienced veteran that this team is going to rely on, who's going to be that young prospect that they're going to look for to come out there and make an impact immediately. I think we both agree that they made a series of moves to go out and get this player, and we're looking at Alyssa Thompson and what she's going to bring to this team in her rookie season. And I'm giving them a little bit of grace in this because, you know, we had Alyssa Thompson on the show and we chatted with her mm -hmm. a little bit about this kind of whirlwind experience that she had that has led her to this moment to, to go pro, to be the youngest player to get selected, um, you know, in the draft coming out as a high school senior uh, going pro in, in NWSL. Uh, but she talked about one of the leading factors in making that decision was having multiple conversations with not just her family, but her team and other teams, plural, about what her pro season could potentially look like if she does make that leap while still navigating her senior year. And she said that education was very important to her, that she wanted to still uh, navigate these two roads, both as a high school senior and as a professional, while still you know, being able to have those experiences, have the, the experiences of a, of a senior year, go through finishing school, have graduation, yeah. have, you know, earning your earning your diploma, going to prom, going to prom. Like <laughs> all of that's and all of that stuff is very important. Big milestones for for any high school senior. So I would anticipate that, yes, there's a lot to be excited about around Alyssa Thompson. But I also imagine and anticipate that this is a player that they're going to work in pretty slowly, at least yeah, until this, at least in this first half of the regular season. We might not see regular starts from somebody like a Thompson until perhaps post uh, World Cup even. So yeah. because of that, maybe we're looking to the experienced players and who's going to step up there. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a really good point about um, when we might see an Alyssa Thompson in this year in, in the NWSL. It's a little bit different because Challenge Cup is not a preseason tournament anymore. Yeah. And that as as many negatives as there were, there were some positives in how you could try out new things uh, against real competition in the NWSL that mattered to something Um but now that that's not really the case, I think it's it's a little bit different that you kind of have to look at for someone like Alyssa Thompson. You don't want to throw her into the fire too quickly. You want to make sure she's adjusted and and getting there uh, correctly, right, in, in terms of being able to do everything she can. Um, I, I think for experienced veterans on this roster, there's a number of them we could have chosen. But for me, the biggest one that stands out is midfielder Danny Weatherholt. This is a player that defensively in the midfield was – 
one of the most consistent players in 2022. She was always in the midfield. She was always the the quiet, stable leader for this this side and, and in Freya Coombe's side. Um, she started every single game that she played. It was a, a player that played on both sides of the ball, right? Mostly she was a defensive midfielder in Danny Weatherholt, but now with a lot of the changes that are happening around her, whether they're getting someone like a Sarah Gordon in the back line or they're adding another Katie Johnson to the midfield along with the Savannah McCaskill, I think that the stability of the ship for Angel City is going to have to come from someone like a Danny Weatherholt uh, because she can also play those split passes and and break lines with her incredible vision on top of the ball. Um and maybe even it becomes a combo, right? Someone like a Danny Weatherhall is going to have to take someone like an Alyssa Thompson under her wing, show her the ropes of being a professional and how important this game is and playing in front of really big stands in, in Los Angeles. Um, so I'm excited to see what Weatherhall can do this year. I think the team's going to lean on her a lot. I'm with you. I'm in agreement with you 100%. Uh, I loved when we go, we're out in Angel City and we saw all of the signs specifically for Danny Weatherholt. I loved it. Uh, I wouldn't, like, I'm with you. I would anticipate that this is the experienced player that they're going to try to uh, rely upon a little bit. And that's not to say that they don't have a ton of veteran players that they can pull from and try to, you know, get a lot of great stuff, whether it's on, off the pitch or in the locker room. But a lot of those other experienced players are making their return from pretty significant injuries. We're talking uh, previously about Sarah Gordon. This is someone that they're going to have to, you know, kind of work back into regular playing time. Someone who has been off of the pitch already for about a year. That's yeah. a long time to get reacclimated. Uh, Kristen Press, someone who's also navigating, uh, you know, her, her ACL rehab. Uh, Sydney LaRue is a player that they signed midseason, and she's also coming back from, from injury as well. So, Danny Weatherhall, I think, is is a is a good player to sort of kind of keep the spotlight on for a little bit as someone that they're going to lean on a little bit. Uh, in terms of spotlight, we've got international spotlights that we're going to have to take a look at because this is a World Cup year. So there will be multiple players likely for Angel City who will be gone for the World Cup. We chatted a little bit about June Endo, likely to miss some time representing Japan in the 2023 World Cup. We also talked about uh, Vanessa Giles, but also Ali Riley uh, as part of New Zealand, uh, the co-host nation. So while Jill's with Canada, we've got Riley with New Zealand. So these, again, we're talking about players who uh, they want to pull from for their experience. Ali Riley is one of those players, a veteran experience player that Angel City has really looked to to sort of you know, make sure that they are cool, calm, and collected on the pitch has captained this team yeah. is, you know, a local to California as well, um, has gone on record multiple times talking about what it means to her personally to, to play on a, a team like Angel City as a local uh, California kid. Uh, but these are players that are going to be absent from the roster this year. And maybe we highlight uh, Gilles for a little bit because yeah. this is a player that's going to be gone for an extended period of time, not just for the World Cup. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really important to look at some of these individuals. I think June Endo is one with Japan, obviously, and, and Allie Riley, big, big missing pieces for this Angel City team. Um, June Endo especially. This this is one that really holds everything together. She's so fun to watch. But Vanessa Gilles, a player with... Um, Angel City that's actually currently on loan. Uh, she is overseas and she'll be playing there until the end of that season. So she won't even be 
back with Angel City until June. And then pretty immediately, she's got about a month and a half before she's then headed over to the World Cup. So I think a really good move personally for a player like Vanessa Gio to continue to play throughout this offseason, throughout the winter in Europe and, and get significant minutes over there, continue to, to keep her game up. But it's going to be a miss for Angel City not to have Gilles at the start of this season. Um, and yes, it is a World Cup year, but the NWSL regular season takes a little bit of a pause from July 9th through August 18th, the regular season. That's when we'll see the majority of the Challenge Cup being played. And of course, the World Cup happening from July 20th through August 20th. So there's a lot of moving parts in between like June, July, August that we'll have to see uh, what was Vanessa coming back to Angel City for a couple weeks and then going to play in the in the World Cup with Canada. Um, it, it's it's going to be really interesting to see how the middle of the regular season goes without some of these players. I think Junendo is one of the biggest ones that they'll miss. Absolutely. I think the only silver lining in all of this that we could talk about is when we go through all these previews, every single team is going to miss impactful players due to the World Cup. So it's not just Angel, C mm -hmm. Angel City, although they are going to miss some pretty uh, significant key players there. Let's wrap this up a little bit for Angel City. Let's talk about the biggest burning question that we have for Angel City in the 2023 NWSL regular season. Quite frankly, it echoes what we presented to them last year in their inaugural season. This is a team that is one of has become really one of the most popular teams, uh, not just in NWSL, but alongside the world. We could see all of the um, excitement around Angel City uh, sort of making its rise as this kind of iconic brand, right? And we hear a lot about that. Again, we're talking about a club and its, and its ownership group mm -hmm. that talks a lot about high ambitions of being that billion dollar evaluation type of team record-breaking scenes at their stadiums, multiple sellouts, uh, shattering records for season ticket holders. It's all of the scenes that you want to see mm -hmm. uh, within NWSL and women's pro soccer here in the United States. But can this team match all of the buzz, connect all of the buzz around it onto the pitch and break through to the playoffs? Has this team done enough in their off season to make sure that 2023 is the year that that happens, Lisa. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest burning question. Is this a playoff contention team right now? I, I think it going hand in hand is in that. Can they break 500, right? They had eight wins, nine losses last year to go along with those five draws they had. But can they break 500 that get nine and get eight and eight right <laughs> along those get 10 and 10 um, win more games than than you can lose and I know that sounds so simple but those are just the little things that this team has to look at coming into this year whether they're getting players back or they're not whoever they're losing for the World Cup whoever they're not losing the young players they're looking to mold. Um, this there's a lot there. I think there's a lot of pressure on Angel City, but a lot of pressure they put on themselves to yeah. be one of the best teams. And the fact that they fell short of the playoffs last year, I think that hurt that left a bit of a sour taste mm -hmm. in their mouth, especially considering their expansion team counterparts in San Diego ended up hosting a first round playoff game uh, because they, they finished third overall. So I think that's something it's a little bit of a monkey on the back for Angel City. Can they make playoffs can they finish above 500 in 2023 and you and I we're gonna we're gonna predict it because 
we want to talk about the projected finish for Angel City in 2023. Burning question, can they make the playoffs, Sandra? Do we predict them to finish in playoff position? I won't be surprised if Angel City mirrors a little bit what happened in 2022. It's impressive that this was a team who remained in playoff conversation. I won't even say contention, but they did remain in playoff conversation in 2022, going into the final couple of weeks of regular season fixtures. But they had some unreal like obstacles to get through. We're talking about a double-digit goal differential. They had to defeat, I believe it was Chicago Red Stars, by like 16-plus goals. It was out of this world. So, sure, there was playoff conversation around this team going into the final few weeks of the regular season. However, they still finished in uh, eighth place well out of um, you know contention for the playoffs. And I think this might mirror what we saw last season in terms of where they could finish. I think it could be anywhere as high as seventh. I also think it could be anywhere as low as 10th. I don't know if this yep. is going to be the year that they break through the playoffs. I don't think so either. I think that they just didn't do enough in the offseason. Um, it, it seems like a slow roll game for Angel City at this point. And just their second year in the league, I think it's going to be a little bit harder for them, especially considering some of the moves and the changes that other teams around them have made. I, I think they'll be right outside of playoff contention by the end of 2023. But hey, only time can tell. Only time will tell. We'll have to keep an eye on it, see if we're right, see if we're wrong. All right, this is just the beginning of our 12-team, team-by-team previews for NWSL ahead of the 2023 regular season. That's all we've got for you today. Thank you, everyone, for listening to us on Attacking Third. Make sure you download, follow, listen to us anywhere you get your podcast. You can watch us, too. So make sure you subscribe on YouTube to get alerts for whenever we go live. YouTube.com slash Attacking Third. We'll be back with more team-by-team previews for the 2023 season. It kicks off March 25th on Paramount+. Plus. For Sandra Reda and Lisa Roman, this was Attacking Third. Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now.